1: All right, welcome back to Birdland tonight. It's been a little bit since we've had some birdland tonight um, as uh, the orioles were ugly to watch. and then I also had some personal stuff going on, so it's dragged it out. Joining me tonight is Andrew from Utah Street Report. Andrew, how you doing?
0: good after a couple of wins it's been like you said it's it was it was a little bad there for a while it was a little unwatchable even and uh the orioles have all of a sudden picked it up and won
1: what five of six now so yeah like i didn't we probably took about two weeks off uh, maybe two and a half weeks off of birdland tonight uh i know there were some random ones in there but i know it's probably been two weeks for me um and you know what i didn't feel bad about it because the orioles were so hard to watch during that time, that there's no way anyone wanted to watch us. Then discuss how bad the Orioles were.
0: Was so. was there ever a point during that 14 game losing streak where you, part of you wanted to see how long it would get? Of
1: course, of course. It okay, did. all right. Yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah, that. you're not alone. No, no. I think, uh, no, there was definitely that. Hey, uh, could we could we pass the 21 from 1988? Like I remember yeah, and that. I think as the a major league, league record team. is
0: 26. I was right. like, hmm, that, that seems like it probably
1: won't happen, but But at the same time, I think it is harder to lose 14 straight games than to win 14 straight games. I
0: mean, it's hard to do 14 straight of anything in the game of baseball. Right. Um it's hard to, you know, it's hard to get nine straight base hits like we saw Cedric Mullins do over the weekend. I mean, oh. it's hard to do it's streaks are hard in baseball, which is yeah. And even winning five out of six like the Orioles have just done after tonight's victory right. um, is is difficult to do. But but right. baseball is such a game where these kinds of streaks, these kinds of stretches, that's that, that's what the game is all about, really.
1: All right. Well, um, it's funny. The Orioles won tonight 10-3 over the Mets. Uh, Zimmerman got the win. And we start the game by talking about the 14-game losing streak like a week <laughs> ago. Yeah. So uh, let's talk more about this game, because how nice is it that this offense is finally showing up with all the runs on Sunday and then an off day and they get the runs again today? I mean, we could have used some of these runs during those 14 games, but this is kind of like the offense that we kind of all preseason said we have the potential to put up runs.
0: Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, this is exactly kind of in the first month or so of the season. This is what we were talking about. We expected the pitching to be very bad yes, and the bats to at least be there. We expected the Orioles to win a lot of games. Well, not win a lot of games, but the games that they were going to win 12-10 or or 11-9, something like that. Right. Um, We expected the bats to come out. And, and and we expected them to lose a lot of games in that same in that same vein. Um, but you're right, the, especially the last two games. When you highlight those two, the bats really have come out. Um, you know, other than uh, Stevie Wilkerson, who did not get an at bat tonight. Ryan McKenna was the only one who did not get a base hit in this lineup tonight. And two of the outs he made were balls hit over ninety miles per hour. Um, so he was really, you know, even he was hitting the ball well um one his line out in the third inning uh 106.2 off the bat so allowed uh, out even there so uh, everybody contributing too it's not just one two maybe three guys like carrying this lineup right now everybody is doing a little something um you know was mentioned during the broadcast that hitting is contagious feeling kind of surrounds mm-hmm. this club right now
1: totally and even stuff like they were going we saw multiple people beat the shift Right. And I feel like for so many years, I have yelled at my TV because the Orioles refused to try to beat the shift, and it seems like they decided we just want hits
0: yeah and 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 I mentioned it earlier, but it starts at the top with Cedric Mullins. I mean another two for four yep. um in this one tonight he's he's hitting three twenty five he's slugging four five forty one after this game um he it starts with that guy right there um he is just the catalyst at the top of this order, um, and it trickles down to guys like Mancini. We, we, we talked a lot about Mount Castle earlier in the season and how the struggles that he had, but even he has picked it up, the average up over 250 now. Um, you know, starting to slug a little bit as well, starting to hit some balls hard. Um, Santander's kind of injection back into this lineup following the injury issues. We saw him get a homer tonight. Right. Um, it, it's it, this is and 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 even getting the contributions from lower down in the lineup, guys like Freddie Galvis, uh, Michael Franco, even even Pat Valera hitting the ball and driving in three runs tonight. Um, you, you get you get those kinds of contributions, and it just it it goes all throughout the lineup. And and baseball players talk about this all the time when when a team is hitting well collectively, it really is like a next man up type of thing. It really is a contagious type type of, of of thing with teams. They they see a guy go up there and get on base. They want to be able to dr- move him over at the very least, maybe drive him in, um, and it just inspires the next guy who's on deck. So um, that's what we've seen out of the Orioles. You know, it, it, especially the last two games, but really since they came out of this this malaise of a fourteen game losing streak and what was it, twenty three of twenty four? I think that they had lost yeah. at one point. Um, yeah. 22. So we. Yeah, we've seen them come out of of that and play some pretty decent baseball in in, over the last handful of games, which is nice.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's the big stat over the weekend was how the Orioles have scored like a good amount of more total runs than the Yankees this year. And it kind of I felt like people tried to make that a big deal. And I looked at that stat and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. That's what I expected from this team. Score a lot of runs. But blow a lot of games and that where the Yankees have the pitching so they can win with low scoring games
0: yeah and 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 the Orioles are obviously they as we said they can score a lot of runs they can also give up a lot of runs um, yep. and we've, we've seen the bullpen do that um, numerous times over that losing streak it was get a lead blow the lead get a lead blow the lead again maybe get another lead and then completely blow the lead and blow the yeah. team. So no, it, we saw that a lot, uh, even over the losing streak. Yeah. We saw the bats starting to wake up, but the pitching just wasn't there. And and you're right, the runs thing is is kind of weird. The Orioles have, have now scored, I think it's close to 20 or 25 more runs than the Yankees have this right. season. They're um, kind of in the but, middle of
1: the pack in baseball.
0: Yeah, which is, like you said, it kind of right around where we expected them to be, if, if not maybe a little bit above that. Um, and there's obviously still plenty of season left for them right. to – Continue to increase those offensive numbers um, and do those kinds of things. It's it's still going to come down to the pitching and and you know for for our, for all all intents and purposes we saw pretty good pitching tonight, especially out of Bruce Zimmerman who who got the start.
1: Yeah, so today was game number sixty, which normally means nothing except for last season was only sixty in it sixty games. Right. So I'm very interested to see kind of how baseball adjusts now with the whole thing about letting your pitchers space out and all this, trying to get your pitchers used to pitching more than 60 games. Here's the mark, and it'll be interesting to see how things adjust.
0: Yeah, and the Orioles are, what, only two or three games worse through 60 games this year than they were uh, 60 games all of last season, which when you have a 14-game yeah. losing streak thrown in there, you'd think that that number would be a lot worse. But uh, and, and I think people, for the most part, thought the Orioles kind of overachieved a little bit last year. Uh, even in the shortened season. So right. um, look, nobody's nobody's trying to uh, paint a real glossy picture of what's going on with this club right now, but it, it could be a heck of a lot worse.
1: No, and you're right. That's a good point. I really enjoyed the last year's season, and I felt like the Orioles were playing good baseball last season. And you're right. They scored. They were They had 25 wins last season. We're at 22 wins. So they're about the same. So yeah, that is and and, and the obviously games of crap. the
0: the the caveat there is obviously that there are you know 102 games left now <laughs> for them That's to correct, go out and play, correct. so there's there's a lot of a lot of meat meat still on the bone of the 2021 season, um, and you don't just get to call it here, but and and the Orioles will show their their true colors throughout these next 102 games, but um, but like you say, people really kind of I thought. In, like you said, enjoyed, maybe thought the Orioles overachieved a little bit last year, um, didn't lock themselves down the number one pick right off the bat right. <laughs> like everyone thought they would in, a, in a, even in a 60-game season, um, and they still very well might have a chance to get themselves a nice, solid top five pick for next year's draft. That's probably going to happen, but as for now, you take the, the five out of six wins, and, and especially coming off of a long losing streak in a really, really bad month of May, um, and you look to try to improve. And I think, you know, we talked about the bats. I think the the thing that can improve the most and that we've seen a little bit out of with this club are performances like we got tonight out of Bruce Zimmerman yeah. Are the way that, that Jorge Lopez has been pitching of late. Um, hopefully guys like that can continue to just make decent starts. They don't have to go out and pitch like John Means has this season, um, even though, you know, it would be nice for, for them to do that they just have to go out and put, put out decent performances, similar to what Zimmerman did tonight. Um, I thought, you know, after that first inning where he looked a little bit shaky, he really came back and pitched quite well uh, in, in his full five innings of work, got seven right. strikeouts, um, you know, did, did a really nice job, only allowed two hits, two walks. So um, despite one of them being a monster home run by Pete Alonso
1: and that's, and that's, I think what was most impressive about Zimmerman is I don't expect anyone except for John Means to go past five innings. But the fact that that first inning when Pete Alonso hit that two-run shot and um, I just said, oh, well, it was fun that we won this past weekend because I suddenly thought, oh, this is a Zimmerman start. It's not working right. And he settled down and still continued and got through those five innings. was very impressive.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, like you said, you don't expect anyone to go much more than five innings, but to your point, when he gives up the home run in the first, it's nice that he didn't just collapse and cave in going on from there. He, he turned in another really solid four innings of work, um, turned it over the, to the bullpen. Um, Hunter Harvey gave up a hit, but pitched a clean inning otherwise. And then Tyler Wells really came in and was impressive. I mean, two, two innings, Uh, got a strikeout in there, 17 pitches across two innings, looked, you know, really, really good. Um, Travis Likens gives up another homer to Alonzo in the ninth, but, you know, at that point the game is out of hand and that can be excused. Um, The bullpen as a whole, with those final four innings after Zimmerman, pitched really well. Now, do we expect that to be the case all the time? No, but you look for performances like like Tyler Wells gave tonight and you look to build on those kinds of things. He's got to be really impressed with going to and, and bridging that gap between, you know, the, the middle relief and the, and the late innings, um, even in a game that was, like I said, for the most part out of hand, because the bats are just on fire and the Orioles had already put up 10 runs at that point.
1: And I think that's part of, that is part of the story with Zimmerman is he probably could have went another inning if they needed it. But at that point it was like eight to two, right? So there was no point to push him. We t- I talked earlier about kind of stretching pitchers out. They had a great opportunity to bring in a guy like Wells and give him more experience on the mound.
0: Yeah, no question. And obviously this team is in need of pitching because as we mentioned, John means um who knows what, you know, the next 10 days or so uh lies ahead for him. I mean, he obviously went on the the injured list and um you hope that he can come back after the 10 days, but you just never know, um, so the, this team will need more pitching. Um, the, te- the, the team obviously already needed more pitching, but especially when its best pitcher goes down uh, with some with some shoulder soreness. so right. um, we'll have to see what comes of it, but th- there are candidates and and obviously there are there are options that have been on the Norfolk shuttle already this season that can mm-hmm. come up in and yeah. get innings, which is going to be necessary over the next really the next month, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At least get us. And you know what? After that, who knows, depending on how things go with trade deadlines and stuff. Um, James over on YouTube is pointing out that the sweet part of the bullpen has gotten a lot of rest the last few days. And that's huge. And that's true. We haven't. You've been able to let anyone go out there and pitch without the pressure when you have games like this.
0: No question. And it's also the awkwardness of I think this is the third week we've seen this season with an off day Monday and Thursday uh, and and two games wedged in a Tuesday, Wednesday, which I cannot stand. Um, I feel like I I know there's a lot of other options in our sporting diet these days. There are (laughs) NBA and NHL playoffs and uh, college sports going on. I know I while watching the Oriole game tonight, I was also watching the Women's College World Series, which was a really good game. Um, but I would at least like the baseball team in Baltimore to be playing during the week rather than it's, having two off days during the week. It's very frustrating well, to watch and it's, But at the same time, to your point, it, it gives the or, or to, to James's point rather, it gives the bullpen a little bit of rest to be able to come into a short series like this right. and give four innings in the
1: first game and, and not have a problem with it. And some fluctuation for how to deal with not having John Means.
0: Sure, sure. But but yeah. The frustration of the schedule will remain. I don't like to see oh, yeah. Tuesday, no. I don't Wednesday, either. And then and, off days Monday Thursday.
1: Well, I don't like the way they do this NLE stuff where you play the Mets for two games and two games. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I would rather I would
0: rather see something like that happen on a Monday through Thursday. Even even if there's a travel day, you know, even if you're traveling from Tuesday night overnight to Wednesday to go to a different ballpark. <laughs> they used to do it that way. They used to do four game series. Play all four of the games, even if you're doing them doing them in two different ballparks. Um, but yes. they're they're doing it differently now, and you know it, it's right is what it
1: is. Like I, you're right. I liked when the Massing Cup was Monday through Thursday or Thursday to Sunday, and you had two in Baltimore, then you go to DC for two, and I, I do enjoy that. Um, all right, so we've covered the pitching. This offensive has just came alive tonight. We had Valeka hitting the ball hard. He got a double in the second Mullins got a double in the second Valleca then gets a double in the third Mancini gets a big hit and an RBI in the fourth uh Franco destroys a ball in the left field Mount Mountcastle gets a single and gets an RBI Santander finally gets his home run back it's only his fourth this year so it was nice to see that I mean this offense is on all cylinders
0: yeah, and I'm looking some at some of the exit velocity on, on some of these balls. I mean, the, the, the Franco home run was the, the hardest hit by an Oriole. Um, it was the second hardest of the game next to P. Alonzo's homer in the first was 111. Uh, Franco's was 110.9. Um, oh, and it was only like the,
1: the sixth ball to ever hit the uh, second deck up there? I'm yeah, yeah.
0: V- yeah, Valleca's double in the second, 109.7. Um, Valleca again in the third the double 107.9 so n- not only are these balls finding grass but they are absolutely
2: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150 then place a $5 wager on any sport you'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think
0: Being pulverized, um, and and as I mentioned, even even the Ryan McKenna lineout in the third inning yeah, hard. hit 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 one oh six point two, um, and he hit another ball I think about ninety miles per hour for an out. So even the outs tonight were were loud outs at times, and um, you know, like you like you like you mentioned earlier, this is kind of you know you don't expect ten runs every game, but you expect this offense to be able to produce. Um, especially with it getting healthier. I know Austin Hayes is on his way back as well. Um, right. He's shown flashes uh, this season. The, the outfield as a whole has been, you know, often injured, but the guys who have been in there and obviously Cedric Mullins, as I mentioned, the catalyst of all of that, have been really, really productive. And then you've got Trey Mancini, who's having himself just a, a really good season as well. Um, and everybody likes to see that. So it's, you know, when you're getting like, like, when you're getting those contributions from the lower part of the order, that's when you score 10 runs, but when you're only getting it from the top five or six mm-hmm. guys, even this team should still be able to produce, you know, five to six runs every night. It's just a matter of whether or not the pitching can, can allow four or five every night.
1: Exactly. And even it's really impressive to see that Mullins has done this the entire season that he's still, he's batting three to 25 and he's still doing it every night. And, to see a guy like Mountcastle who, let's, go, let's be honest, a few weeks ago, a lot of us were kind of writing him off and thinking this sophomore slump's really, really bad, especially for a guy who was in the conversation preseason about maybe having an opportunity for Rookie of the Year. Um, and now he's finally starting to wake up and be the Mountcastle that we all expected.
0: I think that Mullins and Mountcastle are the two – players on this team that you think about the most about potentially being you know just part of the future Mm -hmm. I I know that a lot of people might throw Anthony Santander into that mix as well Um, I'd like to see it a little more from him I'd I'd like to see it a little more from all three of them obviously because they all need to be able to maintain it but Mullins and Mountcastle are the two that are young enough and have shown flashes now Mullins has both both of them have shown it in, in small sample sizes, really. Mount Castle last right. year, after he came up, was really great. He struggled to start the year and is now starting to heat back up. Mullins, on the other hand, you're right. He, it's impressive that he's been able to carry this season into early June and still be very good. I think that you still need to see it from both of those guys, both Mount Castle and Mullins, to to see them maintain it over 162 a 162 game season to be able to say okay these are two pieces that we can start to build an offense around, and people are going to bring up Trey Mancini as well. Of course, he's a little bit older than those guys. There's question marks about how much longer he might be with the club. Um, ooh, frankly, there's that's, questions about Santander as well. Well, and that's the thing.
1: They're... That's what stands out about Mullins and Mountcastle is you've seen enough about that of them and they're young enough that you're not really considering trading them to you're considering around these two.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think you are considering it. I mean, obviously I don't think there's any player on this team that, that you should just not answer a phone call about, because if you, if you get the right offer, you obviously have to pull the trigger. Um, And that goes for, that goes for Mullins. That goes for John means that goes for any of any player. Um, If you get the right offer, you have to at least listen but you you but, don't have to act you don't have to actively be shopping those guys because you hope that they can be around in another three years when this thing really gets hopefully ratcheted up and you got you know Rodriguez and DL Hall in the rotation, Rutchman behind the plate, and maybe three or four other guys from this minor yeah. league system right now. Um, really cooking at the major league level, and you hope to be making a run at something.
1: Exactly, that's what with Mullins, Mountcastle, and Means. It's really those three guys that, when you've got your little board of projecting where we could be in a couple years, your hope is built around those guys.
0: Yeah, but like you said, you don't. <laughs> your hope is built around them, but you still yeah. you need to see the rest of this season and the way it plays out yes, to really totally. like have that 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 spark ignited for you. Um, and that is kind of what we have in Baltimore. I mean, well, other I than guess, five out of six wins, right. that's my what hopes, we have right now.
1: Yeah. And I guess my, it's a weird way to say, it, but my hope's not built on these guys, but it's almost like it's a puzzle. And I think that these three pieces I've got in position and now I'm trying to find the other pieces and hopefully I've got those spots in the right, in the right spot so that these other right. pieces can all click together
0: and it's always easiest to start around the around the border remember when you're doing a puzzle so right. i mean it's it like it's like you've got to build from the outside in and this club right now when you talk about those pieces they they might fit where they go but you still have to you know you still have to be sure because they might not actually be pieces. Right. You might need to you might need to switch those pieces out for for a different puzzle yeah, eventually.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's more like I have a bunch of puzzle pieces mixed together to different puzzles, and I exactly. think these three guys are go to the puzzle that I'm putting together.
0: Exactly, and and you and and you mentioned you have to start putting other pieces around. We also have to continue to remind ourselves there are a lot of missing piece puzzle pieces right. to to this to this picture the full picture um we we think that there are some of them in in the minor leagues that are you know right on the other side of the table there (laughs) that that will that will be within reach to us within another year or so um obviously we got the news this week baseball america comes out and says you know grayson Rodriguez is the best pitching prospect in the game so the orioles have the best pitching prospect the best catching prospect which is cool and but that's the, all on that's all just things on paper as well. Right,
1: exactly, right. But still, to have the top two prospects in baseball, yeah, that's exciting. That's the type of thing that gets you uh, Sports Illustrated articles down the road saying this team could win it. It's
0: certainly I've I've, I've heard that that does happen in some circumstances. Right. So, right. Yeah. I've also the, heard
1: you can bang on trash cans and win it too. So either yeah. way.
0: And, and, and Bowie for what it's worth is tonight also uh, defeated a a Mets farm system. They, they, they beat the Binghamton rumble ponies, 12, nothing. So um, quite the effort from, from Bowie, which is now 22 and seven on the season. Uh, And Grayson Rodriguez did pitch in that game, five innings, two hits, two walks, six strikeouts. So, uh, and no no runs, obviously. So Bowie continues to, you know, show signs of life too and for for Orioles fans who are you know watching the Orioles and thinking oh this looks better than it did last month um also remember that the team down in Bowie is really really fun to watch and if you get the chance to watch
1: them do so because they're enjoyable Uh, uh yeah um I just I just pulled up and noticed that I guess the that Norfolk is apparently back down here in Jacksonville today I didn't know Oh, that. there you go. I, should go, a, I should go see there's them. I saw, a, there's a trip I saw for you to take. Few, I saw them a few weeks ago. Um, but it says that Wells is pitching tomorrow. On my well, ad. I don't think
0: that's... And the, I don't think
1: that's possible.
0: I don't think that's the same Wells.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was trying to see.
0: Um, no, that must be... Uh, that must be um, Alex Wells.
1: That is Alex
0: Wells. Oh, actually, yeah, I want to mind seeing Alex Wells. That must be Alex Wells.
1: It is Alex Wells, or Alexander Wells, as he is on the Tide roster. All right, I might have to go check that out tomorrow. Yeah, there you Um, go. But it is. The Norfolk has not been playing as well, but Bowie is exciting. Bowie's where all of our future is, and it's exciting. If I was in Maryland, that's the team I'd go see. Yeah, no question. And
0: I'm, I'm, you're not in Maryland. I'm not in Maryland. I'm still watching Bowie Bay Sox games occasionally through the through the app, so uh, you can do it that way as well. I mean, it is, um, you know, when when teams are going through what the Orioles are going through, you gotta look to look elsewhere, and you know, look to what what we can hold on to and enjoy.
1: Right. Uh, Cody's asking who you want to bring up from Norfolk. There's no one in Norfolk I want to bring up. No I one? Know. I don't think so. I mean, who stands I, out in I Norfolk? Wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't mind eventually getting a look at, at, at Jemai Jones. Um, I know that he has just come back from an injury. Right. Um, so that's one of those down the road a little bit, you know, not, but, but not too far down the road. Um, he's just come back uh, actually today, I believe, from an oblique injury um so give him a little bit more time down there Uh,
1: granted that probably means you really want to see jones or are you just desperate for a second baseman
0: well i don't know about a different i'm not desperate for a second baseman i'm i'm not in the camp of orioles fans who i mean look i think i think orioles fans were not desperate for a second baseman in in the last month i think they were desperate to see rio ruiz gone and they got that wish yep um, I, I don't think anyone is really desperate for anything when it comes to the Orioles major league roster, because we all know, at least those of us have said, we are aware of what's really going on here. And this is a rebuild and you're not going to get all of the flashy toys that you want right away. Um, I don't care that the Orioles don't have a second baseman. I don't care that they don't really have a, I mean, let's be honest. They don't really have a shortstop or a third baseman either because Freddie Galvis and, and Michael Franco while they are wearing Orioles uniforms, they're not really Orioles. I mean, they are Orioles players for, you know, because they're on the roster and they're they're taking at-bats and they're standing out in the field. But they're not really Orioles. They're not really guys who we think are going to be around. So it's right. not just second base that the Orioles don't have. It's shortstop. It's third base. Um, right, well, he- heck, it might be first base, <laughs> you know, down in another two, three years. So there's a uh, lot of pieces. Well, But it's not that I'm desperate for a second baseman so much as I think – you know, if, if anybody at Norfolk deserves a shot or, or, or might want, you, you might want to see have get a shot, it might be John Jones.
1: Yeah. Well, I lied. Uh, I want the left fielder to come up and play for the Orioles because to for the Norfolk Tide, they had Austin Hayes in left field. So I guess, well, my, sure. <laughs> I guess he's on a rehab. <laughs> I didn't realize he was on a rehab assignment with the Tide. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's yeah, my, he pick. started that tonight. Yeah.
0: I guess the other, the other name I could bring up. And again, this would probably require some kind of a, an injury and we don't wish that upon anyone, but, but maybe Tyler Nevin, you know, he'd be an interesting name to eventually see up here later in the season um, and, and maybe get some work in that, that would be another name that, you know, for, for, for A at least, wasn't
1: he just up a few weeks ago?
0: I think he was up, but I don't know if he played. Okay. Or maybe he did. No, he, so
1: I feel like he played like one game at first base.
0: Okay. Maybe he, maybe he played at first base, but, but, but he's gone back down since. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah. He's back. with. Okay. Norfolk.
0: Okay. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's a guy that I wouldn't mind getting a, a better look at. Um, but obviously they're not, they're not in a rush to bring any of these guys along. Um, they, they, they've got a first baseman right now. They've got a couple of them who they yeah. rotated. They in might have and too many. And they might, you're right. And, and they're, they're pretty, they're pretty
1: good as well. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. Well, I think that does it for tonight's game. Tomorrow is going to be interesting as uh, Matt Harvey takes the mound for the Mets. I know I was really excited for Matt Harvey returning. He's actually going to gonna the take the field. mound for
0: the Orioles this time. Yeah. I, you said the Mets.
1: Oh, did I say <laughs> – what did I say? I didn't say taking on the Mets. I think you said take know. the field for the Mets. <laughs> – uh, all right. Well, I meant take on the Mets. I, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. I was really excited last time for Matt Harvey to go back to City Field, and he threw up a horrible game. Yeah, he. So you could have just said he threw up because that's yeah. what he really did. So it didn't. It wasn't as a good. guy as a guy that believed in Matt Harvey after his first three four starts. Um, it's been frustrating, and a guy that doesn't look like he's a trade candidate anymore. So no. it's, almo- and, and, it's almost and- getting to the point of uh outside of veteran leadership what does he do for this team
0: no nope, you you nailed it it's 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 eating innings and veteran leadership i mean but I, is he, I
1: never eating I, innings.
0: i never really got on that train of thinking that matt harvey was a trade candidate because if if a team wanted matt harvey they could have had matt harvey um sure. they could have done that back in you know back in january or january or february um the Orioles took on matt harvey because they thought and they took on you know a number of other veteran pitchers um, in spring training because they thought maybe one of these guys can help us. And I, has he helped us? No, not really. Um, but he's he's the guy right now, and there's not really many other arms that they're going to bring up and to take his place. So they're going to roll him out there every fourth or fifth day and, and right. hope for the best.
1: Well, that last game in City Field, uh, the Mets put up seven runs. So it would have been okay today because we got 10, would have been fine. Um, but he, in his last five starts, he has a 12.96 ERA. So that's an issue.
0: Yeah, that's not good. Not going to get the job done. Even with this offense playing the way that it is, it's not going to be good enough. Right. Right.
1: So, uh, thanks for checking out Birdland tonight. We may be back tomorrow. We will try to be back tomorrow. If you want to be, uh, help us out with this show, we can always use more hosts so that we can cover more games this season. So feel free to reach out to me. Andrew, uh, you have anything up on Utah Street Report?
0: Not in a while. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I, I was very close to writing something during that 14-game losing streak because uh, people were losing their minds a little bit. And mm-hmm. and we didn't even really talk about it tonight, but a lot of people calling for uh, either Brandon Hyde's job or Mike Elias' job, everybody just needs to calm down and tap the brakes a little bit. This is this is Orioles baseball. This is what we expected. Right. That's all I'll say. But, no, nothing up there right now. Um but be sure to check it out, and and everybody take it easy on on our friend Derek Arnold for his uh, his opinions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they've definitely been posting some opinions over there recently in the past few days. Yes, yes, they have. Um, okay. Are you a uh, Boy Meets World fan, or were you? Yes, big All big right. Boy Meets World fan. All right. Do you know how uh, Corey decided between Topanga and Lauren? Do you remember that episode? I mean.
0: Because, it's been so
1: many years because man. matt and i decided on 336 this past week that that's the only way that we can figure out what to do with trey mancini that we need to do the same thing which is to grab a bag of jelly beans and make a two trade or do not trade trey mancini and put a jelly bean in each pile as you make your decision so that's what's on the latest episode of 336 that came out last night
2: i we go to through check that out
1: the reasons to trade him or to not trade him. And we pretty much decided that the jelly bean test is how we will now make all decisions because it works so well. I mean,
0: it doesn't sound like a bad idea. You get jelly beans involved and I'm in. I mean, I enjoy jelly beans. So that,
1: exactly. that sounds fun. Right. And it made it really easy to make two stacks and figure out uh, what side we were leaning on. There so, you go. Check that out. Check out the Birdland Tonight podcast, rate and review, all that stuff as well. And we'll talk to you guys uh, again after another Orioles game.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.